What time is it? Hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, as long as you're over the age of 16. Um, Otherwise, you really shouldn't be listening to a podcast like this because people swear and they swear quite a lot. This week, we have Rob, Harvey, Maddie and Joshua Blanchard. And Christ, who knows what's going to happen? We don't and you don't. And that's why we're all here. So let's get cracking with the napkin. Now we enter a section of the podcast called Questions O'Clock. Last week, we delved into the depths of a well-known Ask Me Anything site, and I enjoyed delving so much that I'm going to have a second crack at it. So, Maddie, if Einstein was so smart, why did he die? Because of old age and the circle of life, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Einstein was made of such dust. Stardust, to be exact. And what rise must fall and what falls will rise again. And so we can't be sure in this circle of life. And that is why Einstein died. And you will die too, children. We will all die in the end. (laughs) Okay, that got dark fast. Uh, Josh, are rocks atheists? I was blowing my nose. Can you say that again? Our rocks. Sorry, Josh. Also, <laughs> Maddie, I need to go and have a cry in a dimly lit room now because of what he said. <laughs> it was awful. Maddie, you are aware this is meant to be a comedy podcast, right? It's quite uplifting, though, in a way. What rise will fall and what fall will rise. What did you not hear about that? I am and not the sun will descend and it will rise again. And it will make way for the moon, which sheds, sheds some light in a different way. I'm like a deflated, like a balloon with only some helium in it on a rainy day. You ever it's feel okay. like a plastic bag? Gosh, this, this question will perk you up. Okay. I'm going to change the question. Uh, Josh, is Obama circumcised? <laughs> I mean, I happen to have personally checked one of the Obama's many swingers parties I was invited. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, I can tell you he is because he likes the way it looks. It's not for any religious purpose or anything. He just uh, is a fan of the old circumcision. None of that is true. I think we should say that. <laughs> that I haven't <laughs> been to a swingers party with Barack Obama. And also, I'm not 100% sure in real life if he is circumcised. I want to say yes. I don't know why. Just go with my first answer, even though it was a lie. Okay. You, you definitely had far too much to say in that. Just a, <laughs> it was a simple question. It was I say only what three... I want. It was three uh, words long, and you gave me lovely paragraphs. Um, right, Harvey. That's coming. Why must we wipe our own butts? Well, because we've not got round to inventing the robots to do it yet. Um, and, and, and rightly so, we're, you know, we can't kind of grab any random person off the street to come and do it for you, can you? Or, or, or keep a little person in your toilet just for when you go for a shit. Um, so 
So until the robots can do it, you're doing it yourself. And because, like last week, we're not allowed to use ducklings anymore. <laughs> I just have this horrible image of a robot going, you're a towel, sir. Absolutely oh. horrific. Robots don't shit, though, Maddie. That's an important point to make. Robots so how don't will shit. they know how to do it how have, you, have you missed the point of this, Josh? It, the the, the yeah, robots I'd... aren't... I, okay. I can't, I've got to be honest, I didn't <laughs> listen to any of it. Okay. I'm just assuming. Right, are robots taking a shit or not? No. Right. Yeah, that's We're the point taking I'm the arguing. shit and the robot is going to wipe the buds. Oh. Come on, Josh. Right, okay. Right, but how hard would it be for a robot to catch a duck? I've had a lot of issues with catching ducks, as we know. Is a robot going to do a better job? Them. They don't need to catch them. How are they going to get the ducks then, Harvey? You you can still shit in the toilet and then get the robot to wipe your ass. You don't need to. That's not what I'm denying. I'm just saying, are they doing it with the ducks? And if so, how are they catching them? I want that. Why are you bringing the ducks up again? Because Maddie was talking about it. Because the robots have a little duck pouch. Oh, do they? That would be cool. I'd love a duck pouch. Rob, I really want. A guide dog. Is it possible to reduce my eye power in any way that's legal and also painless? Yes, it is. So, little fact for you. Um, pirates back in the day um, used to wear eye patches because they used to want to go and see in the dark um, when they used to go under the cabins. So, um, they used to wear an eye patch. They used to have a night eye and a, and a day eye. So, um, if you go and um, cover both of your eyes during the night time, your eyesight will be horrendous. Also, um, if you go and do it the other way around, your eyesight will be basically non-existent. So, eye patches for all, all the time, um, like Pudsy Bear, but with, um, with, a, little, <laughs> with a little more um, thought behind it. Hold on, so we're not allowed to cover our eyes if we're in, in the night time. So Rob, what the heck do you do for sleepy time then? <laughs> You're just there with your eyes open, my friend, because that's really creepy, and I'm sorry for Danny. I, I, I can tell you now on multiple occasions, so I am I'm very good at sleeping. I can sleep at any point. Um, I, could, I, I grew up um, sleeping at family parties um, under, the, under tables, so when there's a family party, I'd get tired and I'd tuck the chairs under and I'd sleep there during a full-blown disco. Um, I can sleep at any point, and I've got quite well adapted to sleeping, sitting up, um, with my eyes open, um, with um, standing up once, that was fun. I did that on a train, um, slept standing up, um, stopped at a stop, and trust me, I went flying. So the answer to your question is, yes, I can and do occasionally sleep with my eyes open. You're welcome. You think if you sat in a room in the dark for long enough, like a couple of months, you'd forget how to see? No, because your eyes adjust. So that's how the whole eye patch thing goes and works. This is now a science uh, show because your eyes adjust. So they used to go and wear eye patches. So when they used to remove it and they used to switch it over to the other eye, they could see perfectly because their eyes are um, adjusted to the dark. Not a hilarious answer, however, a factual one. You are welcome. Thank you. Another spin off podcast, Science with Rob. I want to see that. 
Oh, no, yeah. oh, no, we don't. Not now it's time to time. play a few games. Scene prompts have not been seen by these guys. <laughs> Everything they say will be made up. I never thought I'd get to those words. I think Jim's sick of us. What? <laughs> no, he loves us. Look how happy he is. I am quite happy. Our first I'm game today. To too. I'm sorry, I was just trying to be nice then. Okay, fair enough. You can be nice in your own time. Not on mine, please. Okay. Our first game today is a game that we call New Choice. And for this, I need a Rob and a Harvey. The scene will be improvised as usual, but if I decide I want to change something, then I will say New Choice, and they will have to give me an alternate option to the last thing they said. I will continue to say this until I am satisfied, and the scene can continue. Your motivation for this scene today is, Harvey, you are a market trader trying to get rid of of all of your melons and action. Beautiful melons, come and get your melons. Hello there, what are you selling here today then? Maybe you, you sir, yes? I'm selling all the melons, all the different types of melons. I've got the, the red melons and the green melons and the yellow melon. New choice. And the purple melons, I've got the green melons, I've got the orange melon. New choice. I've got the sparkly melons, I've got the invisible melons, and I've got the tasteless melons. Okay, fantastic. Tell me a little bit more about these uh, tasteless melons. Yeah, so, so these, these tasteless melons um, specially grown for people who, who don't like the taste of melons. So you can eat melons without tasting melons. Oh, wowzers. New choice. Oh, shadangalang. That is a wonderful idea. Or melons. My auntie Petunia hates the taste of melons but loves to go and cut them. She's mental. Why should I buy your melons? Because these are the only tasteless melons on the market. So if you want your auntie Patricia or whatever the fuck her name was to enjoy <laughs> the melon and melonless without the melon taste, this is the only place you can come. New choice. This is not the only place you can come, but it is the place that you should come for the melons. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. So is there any offers on, any, any, any deals? Yes, so these, these tasteless melons are normally £100, but I will do you two for £200. New choice. <laughs> so these, these tasteless melons are normally 50p per melon, but I will actually do them for you for, for £2 per melon. New choice. These tasteless melons are usually so expensive that you can't actually put a monetary value on them. But I will do them for you for one pound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that is a tasty, tasteless deal. So um, tell me about how do you grow these? Like, what's, what's the process? So they are made using oranges. And we take the oranges and we put in... Some, some, some apples, which counteracts the orange taste. And then we mix it all together. And then we scoop out the, the inside of a normal melon. And we put in the inside of this new goo that we have formed, specially with apples and oranges. And one secret ingredient, which I can't tell you. And then we put it back into the melon. And then we make taste this melon. New choice. <laughs> so actually, these tasteless melons... They, they are they are shut out by unicorns. 
New choice. <laughs> that sounds absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. I'll tell you what, I will take three. New choice. I will take four. New choice. I'll take seven hundred and a half. Okay, I'll just get you a bag. New choice. Okay, I shall just get you a car because you're probably going to need it for seven hundred and a half melons. New choice. <laughs> okay, I'll just get you my donkey and the carriage that he pulls so I can put the seven hundred and a half melons in. Uh, but first of all, let me chop the half a melon for you. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. But uh, I, actually, <laughs> I actually am a great supporter of the... Uh, um, donkey sanctuary. Um, so I would not like the donkey. Is there anything else you can offer me? Um, so I can I can offer you the carriage without the donkey. New choice. So I can offer you the carriage, and I can tie it to um, that lady's shit zoo over there, if you would prefer. <laughs> New choice. So I can offer you uh, a hot air balloon. All of those choices together. So I I can offer you the carriage. Without the donkey, but with that lady Shih Tzu over there, and we can tie them to a hot air balloon. And scene. <laughs> what the fuck wow. went on in that? Wow. <laughs> it was great. That was very strange. I've had some bad trips in my time, and that is one of my favourites. Um, <laughs> I love the fact that that was so random, and I had very little to go and do with steering it in the weirdest direction I've ever seen and I love that Harvey just Harvey just went for it he, he fully embodied it like yeah. I could see these in my head I could imagine it that's good audio format good job Harv. good job you're still listening to Improv O'Clock with the makeup artists aren't they a lovely bunch now we have a game called Director for this game Unlike the last time I hosted and I had the role of director taken away from me, I'm going to have all the power. Ooh. What a surprise, Improv Stalin. <laughs> yes, Improv <laughs> Stalin is back. <laughs> Improv Stalin is here and he's not going anywhere. So the actors in my film are going to be pushed by me and you're going to have to meet all of my demanding requirements. Normally, this is a, a three-way thing. But no, no, no. This time, I'm going to use all four of you because I have the power now. So I think... I know, I can't help it. That's because last week, I didn't read his script all the way through. And I was like, I must regain control. I must regain power somehow, exactly. So... He's that leader that punishes the many because of the actions of Darling. the few. That is right. that... <laughs> I believe that you, Rob. You're not in this one. Oh. No, actually, that's... that's... Okay. You act like you're punishing no, no, me no. now. You are, because I've already written your character. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh. It's the only one that's written. Yeah. Um, so, so, so this scene it will take place. Uh, it's just a nice family scene of visiting a zoo. Harvey, Rob, <laughs> and their son Josh going on a tour. Oh, for fuck's sake! On the sun? Nice. And they are being shown round by Reginald, the orangutan trainer, <laughs> cousin to Keith. I'm sorry. And cousin to Karen. Oh, for the love of God. I've broken out into a cold <laughs> sweat. <laughs> 
The actors will obey my commands as and when I tell them to. Uh, remember. <laughs> I can't tell you how this will I want to do this. <laughs> and action. Honey, where are we going next? One second, someone seems to be having F1. That is half driving off in the distance. It's genuinely like a car had a microphone on. That was mad. It really was. It was quite powerful. <laughs> Shall we go again? Yeah, go on then. Oh, oh fuck. Harvey, for fuck's sake. Yes, you are. You are my darling husband, and we are going around the zoo with our son, Joshy Wash, and this orangutan okay. mandem. Okay. All right. All right. So when I say honey bunch, I'm talking to you, because that is our name for each other now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Honey bunch, where are we going next? So I think we're going to go and see the orangutans. Does that sound nice, little Joshy? I love orangutans! No, oh, Joshy, he does love orangutans. Are they the ones that are brown? I think they're orange. Did you say brown orangutan? No, no, small infant. Come round, come round, everybody gather round to see the ones, the only in the country, Brown Orangutan! Crowd erupts into applause. Orangutans now! Thank you. You're very quiet, you little shit. The Brown Orangutan will come out of its cage. Lovely, lovely. So what can you tell us about this lovely Brown Orangutan? This orangutan was originally orange, but because it's been rolling in that much mud, it is now a shade of hooves. If you looked very carefully, press your little piggy face up to that fucking glass, you would see that this does not have hooves. Because it is not a donkey, it is not a horse, it is an orangutan. They have hands just like Don't you. Don't be an orangutan with hooves! Or I'm gonna cry! Now, Joshy, now we've spoken about this. We need to speak nicely to people, especially when, when they are so enthusi enthusiastic. Hold on. It's, hold on. Something in your family. You speak nicely to people, especially when they're enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> what is so funny about our, our family? Our family kind of values? <laughs> As we said before, we're very enthusiastic. Very enthusiastic um, about our, our values here, so um, I would like to hand out this to you as well, um, Madam Orangutan. Um, please be kind to people when they are enthusiastic, otherwise you will shatter their dreams. So please tell us more about this fucking orangutan. Thank you. Okay, one second. I'm just gonna just gonna just gonna stop here. Um, <laughs> what is happening? Oh God, <laughs> I think we killed Maddie. <laughs> Stepping in completely in character was so perfect. I can do this, honest. Sure? <laughs> I'm just going to say, Maddie, I, I like it, but you know, Reginald is only a cousin of Karen and Keith. It doesn't necessarily mean to say that he needs to sound exactly like Karen and Keith. I, I expected him to have his own, uh, his own way with words. 
um, I feel like a South African Reginald would would potentially work even better than than than. Do you, Jim? I, I do indeed, and I think we both know that what mm. I say goes when it comes to producer Jim's word. Uh, <laughs> um, Rob, I, I, you, you're a lovely, caring parent. Um, which is an utter shock to I think everybody. So that needs to stop <laughs> now. Um, we, we need to we need to get back to to, to good old aggressive. Uh, you, you're dragging your knuckles. Uh, you you are an orangutan family, um, but not an orangutan. You're a human equivalent of an orangutan family, if that makes sense. Uh, okay, Josh, so I'm going quite primitive. Okay. By all means, uh, Josh. Unfortunately. Um, the, the child from Shrek, is it three or four? It's four. I don't know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, that's all I need to say then. Thank okay. <laughs> and uh, and Harv, I think you need to 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 also be a little bit more knuckle draggy. Um, but if if you could make sure that the word monkey gets out there uh, on every other word that you say, I'd really enjoy <laughs> that. Just to really drive that home. Uh, I know you hate that, but you know I love it. So uh, action. Peter, where are we going next for fuck's sake? Oh, monkey, Joshy Wash, monkey. See the monkey. Oi, orangutan lady. Don't talk to us. My name is Reginald. Sick, what? Can't the UK's only brown orangutan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. See the orangutan. Great pronunciation from someone so young. I can tell that you've got a future in orangutan knowledge. Fucking talk to him, right? What I need you to do is tell him some fucking monkey facts. Is that what they're called? Oi, husband of mine. Is that what they're fucking called? Monkey things. Monkey, yes, yes. Monkey things. Orangutan monkey. Right, tell us more about monkey then. What would you like to know? You can ask me anything. I know everything there is. To know about brown orangutan. What monkey is monkey brown monkey orangutan? Please, monkey expert. A great question, I think. Yes and no. Where's the orangutan? Joshi, stop <laughs> biting the orangutan's fingers. It's not okay. It doesn't do it to you. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I don't think you're quite realising how great all of this is for me. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am really, really enjoying this. You know what I need more, though? I feel like I'm pretty certain I did it last time. And, I, and I'm pretty certain I asked Maddie to give me a conversation between Keith and Karen. I think Keith, Karen and Reginald need to have a, a nice little chat about their, their, their respective loves. Yeah, uh, and everyone works. else can can be can nice uh, be, be nice and quiet for the for the, the next thirty odd seconds. Yeah, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd love this. Fuck. I'm so excited. You I'm so excited. are an absolute todger. I know. Todger. I know. <laughs> you know what am I like? <laughs> okay. Whenever you're ready. Ah, version of is. It's so long since we've seen you. How have you been? Oh, you know what, Jim? You're a twat. <laughs> and I'm out. I'm, I'm calling it. I am not doing this one. It's the first time we've ever had a refusal. And, and do you know what? I appreciate that. 
Let's get this one. Unfortunately, this is the first time that director Jim has had one of his actors refused, and, and, and that means that director Jim must, for at least the next week, uh, retire. He'll be back in a couple of weeks' time, I'm sure, and, uh, and it will only be pure chaos again. Um, <laughs> Sometimes you can have too much power, and I didn't realize that that was a thing. I very much enjoyed being the kid from Shrek. <laughs> you played it very well, Josh. Thank you. My favourite line in any Shrek film is him going, I love you, Daddy! <laughs> it's my favourite thing that happens in any of them. Right. <laughs> Our next game today is called Apology. In this game, Josh is going to be apologising to Harvey, Maddie and Rob catch is everyone knows what he is apologizing for everyone is except josh after being a hard time for what he apologized for he will then have to try and guess what that is josh can you make sure that you cannot hear us please not now josh josh <laughs> i'm not now mate that's just a, a free requisite josh, can, can you hear us He's muted himself. He's throwing his headphones to the other side of the, the room. Oh, for fuck's sake. Do you want to go and wave him, or do you just want to let him think this is the longest um, information <laughs> he's ever experienced? Hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to go. Speak to you soon. Okay. I'm sorry. Bye. Um, okay. Our next game today. Where did Maddie go? Our oh, next Blanche, game today is called. No, he can't. Our next game today is called Apology. In this game, Josh is going to be apologizing to me, Rob, and Harvey. The catch is that everyone knows what he is apologizing for. Everyone is, everyone that is, except Josh. After being given a hard time for what he, what he is apologizing for, he will then have to try and guess what that is. Josh, can you please mute us, please? Josh, can you hear me? No, that's still the case from 20 minutes ago. Right. Josh is apologizing. Okay, Josh has absolutely nothing to apologize for, but we're just going to play some mind games on him and see what answer he comes up with. Right, Josh, can you please put your headphones back in? I don't think he's there anymore. He is there. He's, he's just on his phone. He's seen us. He's here. There we go. Where did Maddie go then? Numa, Numa, Numa. Um, unfortunately, she she had she had to leave. Why? I can't say. Okay. But legally, Josh. you legally no. can't say. Not I legally bad, can't say. Oh my god! So, Josh, when you are ready, you can beg forgiveness. Oh, gents, I'm so sorry. I mean. I really didn't expect this to happen, and now it has. I, uh, I can't apologise enough. It's just one of those things, but I really feel bad. I told you before, you can't keep saying this. Tell us what you're sorry for. Well, look, I, I think you guys need to give me a bit more information. Because I'm apologising, but I know I have a feeling I know what I did wrong, but I really am not sure why you guys are mad. And yet, here we go again, Josh. You just appear to just constantly just, just be apologising. And, and yet, we're, we're now getting annoyed. 
well, sometimes in situations like this, apologising is all you can do. Especially when you know nothing about what you're apologising for. If you can't tell us why you're sorry, then we can't tell you. Oh. That's all I have to say about that. What, what do you think might have happened? Why would we all be so annoyed? Did I steal something from you again? Was it important equipment? Let's just say this. If I was you, I wouldn't say anything. I would sit there silently, just carry on. Well, look, I'm not the kind of man to sit in a place silently and carry on. I'm the kind of man who owns up to his mistakes, and I've tried to apologise, but I don't feel like you're accepting my apology, and I don't think that's fair. I'll tell you what isn't fair, Josh. This whole day, this whole time, has just felt like a, a long walk down a, a really windy beach to get to a cafe that's closed. That's how we all feel. I can't help that cafes I give... I give good recommendations to close on certain days, all right? It's like when you want a Chinese takeaway on a Tuesday. They have to close someday, you know? Gosh, you are really wasting our time. Listen, also, time our is local a Chinese doesn't exist. Oh. So, how could I be wasting it? Our local Chinese closes on a Monday, it's open on a Tuesday. Oh, that's mm. really interesting. Likewise. It's so, the another point, but. Something to apologise for might be lying about your Chinese. However, as a whole, Josh, I need some more information. Why yeah. the fuck are you sorry? I'm sorry for... What? I don't know. I'm just sorry, you know. All I these years, just... all the things I've put you through, I feel like I need to apologise. Can't be that easy understand. to work with. If this wasn't a daily occurrence, if this wasn't just... just, just uh... Like every time you wake up in the morning, you just feel like that there's an urge to do what you need to do, and it's just it's ridiculous. Sometimes things become a part of your daily routine, and you can't stop it. I want you to know that we love you. We all love you. We love you. And and I don't believe sometimes that. it gets out of hand. Look, all right, we've all been there. We've all needed to do this and it's about it, and can own up to my mistakes. Like you three, I've seen you all doing it behind my back. At the same time, Josh, I think what you've just said has made more sense made more sense than anything you've said in the past. I can agree with. Not a lot of what I say makes sense. That's not the point, Rob. The point is I feel like I'm owed an apology now. But every time you've what? done it, I'm not owned up to it. Right, Josh, listen to me. I think you may have got what it is that, that you're apologising for. So do you want to tell us, Josh, what is it that you're apologising for? <laughs> I've not got a single idea what I'm apologising for. It could so... be genuinely anything. Oh, it's not I anything. Feel like I feel you want me to apologise for all the times I've held up the podcast and accidentally uh, cut you all off, which I do apologise for whenever I do it. Is that what it is? <laughs> That is not correct, is but first. I like the fact your subconscious is going into a project. Exactly. You were, you yeah. were actually closer, Josh, with your first answer of anything in a, in a kind of way. Yeah. Right. What uh, was it? So you, uh, you are apologising for nothing. 
Just about right. absolutely okay. nothing, Blanchard. Absolutely nothing. Oh, you are a lovely human being. You should never apologise for anything. Yeah. But we That's wanted to see fine. where you would go. And and so if, you're, if you were saying that you need to apologise for holding up the podcast, maybe you'll learn from this. Right. No, I, I want you to know, Jim, that nothing's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Improv o'clock. And as we meander down this lovely, lovely beach, I don't know why I want to use that analogy again. I'm and, loving um, it. I'm going I can to. feel myself there, the wind whipping through my hair. Exactly. We're wandering down this beach. There's wind. You can hear the waves lapping at the shore. You've reached the hut of the cafe. Oh, no. There's only one thing on the menu, and it's a dilemma. Oh, that was beautifully done, Jim. I was very impressed. That's going to get us our awards. That's, that's it. <laughs> Send that into podcast awards everywhere. It can't be beaten. This uh, question came from, uh, from the mind of Lauren. Um, who unfortunately couldn't be here uh, this week nor last week. And I can't remember if she appeared the week before or if she's going to appear next oh week. Oh my God, but... has Lauren gone to the same place oh, as Gareth? She's gone with Gareth. Gareth. She's gone off. She's gone with AKA Gareth, exactly. that farm up north. Yeah. AKA the beautiful golden gate in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to murder me when she hears this because we listen to this. She doesn't hear me editing it. She just, or except when I'm absolutely pissing myself, and I'm just like, Lauren, hey, come here, listen to this. And then it's normally something that's just so out there that she's like, that's that's quite good. And but when we listen to <laughs> this in the car um, on on the way to work on a Tuesday morning, um, she uh, is genuinely just as as confused as everyone else as to like she, she can never remember what's happening in any episode. But she decided to ask me uh, to to ask you guys. Um, you've been tasked to come up with a brand new punishment to deter crime. What is it and why? I don't know. Give me some time to think. That's how, kind of uh, not how the podcast works, is it? We're supposed to say things oh, off the top uh, of the yeah, it's, 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 yeah, that's um, kind of how it works. Well, right, I'm going to jump straight in. Um, how about um, if you commit a crime, right? Then I'm talking like small level crime opposed to big crime. Can't really deter a big crime because if someone's going to murder someone, they're going to murder them. So I'm talking like little pickpockets, little uh, shoplifters, all of that. If they get caught, if they get convicted, then what they have to do is complete the world's largest Where's Wally, right? Because the frustration is epic. <laughs> but they don't, they don't just have to find him. They have to find every fucking thing on that page. And the list is of about 50 different things, including the dog, which I only found out recently. Um, you don't have to look for the dog. It's the dog's tail that appears randomly. It's just the dog's tail. And I, am, I hit the age of 28 before I realised that, that is what I was looking for. So all those lost books um, that I've not completed and got frustrated at, that's what they're going to do. Large wears Wally. Hmm. That's nice. I like that. So, so, so you want to deter tiny crime by frustrating people? Yeah, because the shopkeepers, they get frustrated by all the stock that that's missing, having to restock the shelves that's, without making that's very purchases. True. But will uh, it, it not become like a status symbol of, oh, I committed crime and I had to then complete Where's Wally? And guess what? I completed it, mate. What happens at that point? Or is, or is it just well, Where's I Wally think, forever? I think on that point, I think on that point you then put them in the next room, which is not Where's Wally. It's a puzzle. 
the 5,000 piece puzzle and you've taken out one piece. Ooh. So then they can't say that they've completed it. And yeah. they've just got to stare at that one piece that's missing. <clears throat> yeah, that That's actually quite a, a deep uh, embedded memory. Um, yeah. Me and Lauren during uh, the first lockdown um, decided to do a 1,000 piece Are you scratching? What the fuck is going on? Oh, sorry, that was me. I was absentmindedly uh, scratching on the table. <laughs> sorry, I apologise. Where was I? Oh yeah, in the first lockdown, we completed or attempted to complete a one thousand piece puzzle, and we got right to the end. And then it turned out that there was one piece missing. And I've never known such anger and frustration from such a tiny human. And uh, and she 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 flipped the table. And the clear up was quite fun, to be honest with you, um, because she just went ranting upstairs and she was just screaming into pillows and random other things. It was, it was enjoyable for all. Uh, Jim, can I just say I had the exact same experience. So first lockdown, I was in a small one bedroom flat. It was at that time where they were like, right, you can't go out at all. You can only go in your garden. I didn't have a garden at the time. So literally those four walls were my prison. We got a puzzle just before um, and we sat there, we spent days going and doing it, bonding over it, nice time, oh that's a bit of sky, that's a bit of river, nice time. Got there, piece right in the fucking middle, missing, right? And, and as is known about me, I don't like anything that can't be completed. Any game, even drinking games, unless it's unless it's to the end, until it's to completion, I don't fucking like it. Because it gives me that weird feeling on the inside where I feel like I'm going to murder people. So oh. that would genuinely like like, like it's, it's it's a real issue. Um my psychiatrist My psychiatrist people. says it's something to go and do with, you know, um not feeling good enough. Um but you know Maybe you should sit down and have a lemsip or something when you feel like that. Just calm like down. Lemsip. Oh, who down doesn't like lemsip? Like your first bed, choice was lemsip. Yeah. I love lemsip. A glass of Bailey's would have made more sense. No, whiskey. it's too creamy. Whiskey makes you... I don't know. It doesn't chill you out. Lemsip. I drink a lemsip and I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Lemsip mm. makes my nose run. I normally have lemsip when I've got a horrific cold. Yeah, but it's just nice. No, I only have it when I have a cold, but it makes me feel so much better. Ooh, I've just thought of an idea. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I think, I imagine, even if you don't have a cold, a lemsip would still make you feel pretty good. So would cowpole, but I don't suggest you go around swigging on a, a bottle of cowpole. I don't cowpole. know. I like the taste of cowpole quite a bit. I prefer, prefer cowpole to it. Let me see it. Um, on the discussion question, right, can I just say, I've had a genius idea. So, so we've got level one, where's Wally? Level two, missing piece of the puzzle. If they still don't learn, right, escape room, right? So they have the opportunity to escape. I'm sorry. But the key is, well, well, but the key is that there is no final key. So they spend their whole eternity racking their brains going, there's obviously a solution to go and get out of this. My freedom's just on the other side of that door, but there's no key. Essentially, so, what you've suggested, Rob, is prison. Yeah, but prison not just that. There's no hope of getting out of that. Yeah. There's no hope of getting out. 
hands is essentially what you've just said. <laughs> you've you've given game. a three three strikes and you're out system. If you if you're so if you've committed now three crimes in a row, you're going into a locked room and you can't get out of. And I'm assuming no one can come in and help you. Therefore, you're starving to death. You've you've managed to create a death camp uh, for criminals. <laughs> and and at this rate. It's so someone has stolen three loaves of bread and they've been caught each time and the third time they're starving to death. Like, Is this not the plot of Les Mis that we're talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I yeah, see the is. error in what I've said. Okay, I see the error in what I've said. What if whatever crime, whatever crime they commit, they have to then get that crime performed on them? They steal something from a shop. A little... John, right, comes down in his little burger outfit, steals something from him. Who's <laughs> little John? Do you uh, mean little John from the a... Robin Hood legend? Maybe. And why is he wearing a burger outfit? Like <laughs> burger, mean... burgerler. Oh, I thought you said burger outfit. It's just a hamburger that's coming down. It's a like... hamburger. I love uh... the picture in my mind that's been painted of little John of old in a hamburger costume. It's truly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Robbing from the robbers to give to the police. I know what I'd do. I'd give them uh, a Nintendo and a Wii Fit. They sound like nice things. I know what you're thinking, but this is what it is. You make them play only one game on the Nintendo Switch, on the Nintendo DS. It's that brain training game. They can only play brain training, and they have to play it over and over again. You force them to do it. At the same time, they have to do Wii Fit all the time and every time they complete something regardless of how well they do brain training tells them they're thick as shit and we fit tells them they're fat <laughs> as fuck until they're absolutely <laughs> ruined as a human being okay so like mentally that. right i want us to say so so mentally you may be ruined because you're doing all that but you've become the fittest version of yourself that you can ever be and also the cleverest version of yourself that you can ever be you've turned criminals into superhumans yeah, but they'll have no motivation to do anything because they think they're stupid and fat exactly right. they're being told over and over again that they're really fat and they're really stupid so they're not going to know that they're extremely fit or extremely clever because they've been told over and over again that they're not They've lost confidence in themselves completely. That's actually a true story of what happened to me with Wii Fit and brain training. It, they both demoralised me. I'd get a really tall building, like a like a New York skyscraper. Well, more. And, and they go in the lift. <laughs> right? The, the, the people go in the lift, right? And they, then they can choose which floor they go on to. Ooh. And and say they've just like I don't know stolen like a penny off of off of the side. Then out of the three hundred floors, one floor has got a trained assassin on it. And if they go onto that floor, they're gonna die. If they go onto any of the other floors, they're forgiven. Right? But then if you get somebody who's like murdered somebody, then two hundred and ninety-nine of the floors have a trained assassin on. And only one of them has the walk to freedom. So then it depends on the level There's of a tiered approach. Your yes. your crime equates to a number of assassins. It's niche. Also, you have the potential of a man who stole a penny dying and a man who murdered many people walking away free. Yeah. <laughs> Which could be an right. issue. A lucky dip, mate. That's the risk you take because then 
it's go it's going to not only deter people from major crimes because they're going to think well I'm I'm one in three hundred of living. That it's also going to deter smaller crimes because they're going to think well actually I could do this very small crime and I could still die from it. I think I think if you've murdered someone, a one in three hundred chance of living is is fairly decent odds. I think it needs to be a little bit bigger than that. Okay, three hundred, three hundred. That was just the number that I went with. It could be like a, it could be like a five hundred story building, or so it could be an infinite, an infinite building, and they just happen to get off and they're getting off in the building. <laughs> You murder someone in a bungalow. There's one assassin on one floor walking. There's just too much risk there with the assassin idea. I love it though. I'm very much behind yeah. it. I tell you what, I'd watch the film. Yeah, I'd play the game. I can't stop yeah. thinking of the guy who did the brain training and how sad his face looked when he used to say I had the the mental age of like an 84 year old. <laughs> you know what, Josh? If if you want to. We can put the brain training guy. We can put him in the lift. You can yeah! decide how many. You can decide how many floors have murderers on them, and we'll put him in the lift. All of them. <laughs> or alternatively, if some, it's a if, trick floor. If somebody's a murderer. You get the the 199 assassins, and on that one floor, you get brain training. All right, let's merge them in. <laughs> so you either die or you want to die. Right. Well, we've now eaten at the cafe and walk all the way back uh, along the beach and you can still hear the waves lapping and you can still feel the wind in your hair and there's sand in between your toes and now it's uncomfortable and now you're back at your car and now you're just a little bit damp all over and now there's a seagull ah! oh that's a crow Wait, now there's a crow ah! Ah! oh and god exactly I scared one of the cats <laughs> didn't like my crow impression and at that point, you turn on the car engine, you load up your radio in your car, and you, you turn on Improv O'Clock. And instead of hearing goodbye, which is, is what you're meant to be hearing right now from Harvey. Bye. Josh. Goodbye. Rob. Goodbye. And me. Goodbye. What you actually hear is, is the start of the episode, and you listen to it all over again, and it sounds exactly like... What time is it? Hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't, and you don't, and that's why we're all here. So, this has been Improv O'Clock, and I've been Gareth. We're on social media at TMA Improv. Give us a like, or don't. I'm not your mum. Or am I? If you have something that might inspire a scene in a future episode, send it in. Do it now. Mother knows best. Bye!